With the fifth pick in the 2020 NBA Draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select Isaac Okoro from Auburn University. Porter on none, launches. He knocks it down. Here's Sexton on the blow by. Both inside. Off to Garland for three. He knocks it down. Drummond grabs it out, lets to Garland. Up top, and uh, Cleveland, this is for you. Hey, all, we're back. It's the Locked On Cavs Chase Down crossover. We're down on the Locked On side now. Joined as always is my yawning, hoarding. I was giggling at you going, hey, y'all, like you're real surprised all of a sudden to see your face just pop up. You know, it's been a day, man. It's This is one of those like those days where like the NBA news cycle just smacks you in the face and you're kind of caught off guard a little bit. Like the, the Harden stuff really like heated up. For... Never mind. I'm not going to say this joke. Just go ahead. Yeah, Evan, Evan, no, no more cutting you off. But joining us are our friends Carter Rodriguez and Justin Rowan from the Chase Town. Boys, what's going on? Not too much. I'm I'm Evan. You are a thief of flow right now. You are a ball stopper. What's going on, man? Like, what what, what what's this takeover mode you're going into? He's playing like Andre Drummond. Just finish that play like Jared guys, Allen. You you love well, to see it. Efficient. I just feel good because I don't have to get that stupid Andre Drummond tattoo Evan, that I well, put on Fear the Sword. So Evan I'm actually good. already got a big butterfly on his back, so. Uh, that's that's nice. Yeah, that's anyway, we're doing quite well. Obviously, second half of our pod, yeah, we're uh, our cross pod, and uh, just here reacting to the Jared Allen news. I mean, it's just it's absolutely crazy. Obviously, uh, that's not all that uh, the Cavs picked up, but it just it just feels wild that you know I, I talked to a few people. You know, it was like, hey, did you did you know this was coming? And everyone was like, no, I did not hear a thing about this. Were you guys as shocked as I was? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I was pretty surprised. The Cavs are a very like quiet organization when they move. Um, I, I think it's intentional. I think part of their brand, I think smartly is trying to like keep this stuff from being coming like circusy. And like, I, I know players don't like when their names end up in, in rumors and, and things unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think they're smart about that. Um, if you want, if you're listening to this in the podcast, we go to part one for the, the deep dive into Jared Allen. We'll talk about him a little bit more in this, but guys, we haven't talked about Torian Prince at all. And I think that's telling because I think he's fine. Yeah, I think um, he's fine. He's making like 13 this year, 15 next year. To me, I get like you get another body in, but like you have Okoro, you have Windler, you have uh, Jetty. Like maybe maybe Prince is probably a little better than Jetty right now. Jetty's a little younger, a little cheaper. Like what? I, I don't know what to make of Torian Prince as like a player on this kind of Cavs team it seems to me that if I were them I would be trying to find a place to maybe move on from him and and just kind of mm-hmm. put him in a better situation but he also provides you wing depth right now when like Windler's been hurt um yeah. no one knows what's like we don't exactly have any real real public expectation of what's when Kevin Porter Jr. is going to be back and I don't think Prince is like a bad player but I I'm curious to see like what he how he kind of fits and what how the Cavs kind of approach kind of approach having him because I just don't really know like Allen fits so cleanly and it's so obvious and it's like okay like this makes a lot of sense Prince is like a little like uh okay we'll figure this out he's a little washed yeah, he's a little he's washed a little... like he, he can still hit threes he, he plays defense not as well as he used to 
I mean, this is what part of why we got Jared Allen. Like when we're talking about, oh, well, it doesn't uh, make sense. They gave up so little. You're taking on salary, right? And not every single team has the same willingness to take on salary that the Cavs have, especially as we're going through a pandemic. So I, I really do think that's kind of the overlooked aspect in the discourse is that, hey, we, we are paying Torian Prince. Uh, in a perfect world when everybody's healthy, he's probably in the McKinney role, where which means not really playing unless they, they kind of need that small ball power forward uh, slash small forward that can hit threes and play defense. But I, I agree with your assessment, Chris. I think in a perfect world, you find a way to flip him. Maybe you do what you did with Dante Exum, man, what you've done with Alec Burks and all uh, Brandon Knight and John Henson, where it's like, okay, we take on a guy that's probably overpaid for what he can bring to the table with two years left or a year and a half left of his deal. The following year is an expiring contract, and maybe you flip that for assets. Maybe, maybe you just move him so that it frees up playing time. I'm sure he's not going to be happy sitting at the end of the bench. Um, but I, I mean, his salary is part of why we got Jaron Allen, and it's. It's something I'm certainly comfortable with because uh, it's not my money. Uh, but that's that's the main part of why he's in this deal. Well, I think that it's important to want to acknowledge that, yes, that's why he's in the deal. He's bad money uh, that, you know, neither the Rockets wanted to take on nor the Nets wanted to keep. And he was the tax that comes with this along with the, the two picks that the Cavs gave up uh, to do this deal. I think that he, in a lot of ways, is one of those guys who's kind of a victim of what we wished he was. I think we saw his first year in Atlanta, and we thought, oh, this is a an athletic 3 and D player. And the D never really came uh, developed where we wanted to see it. And the three has been up and down. Um, I will say, I think that he is probably better than Jetty right now. Um um, though I, I love Jetty. Jetty has a little bit more institutional uh, pull. Uh, I think he I think he's a little bit better than Jetty right now, a little bit more dependable. Uh, I think he'll make some Cavs fans crazy because he's going to look really good some games and look really bad others. Um, I do think his biggest value to this team right now is he's pretty much yeah. the only player that can swing yep. between the three and the four. Well, offensively. That you feel very comfortable doing that with. I mean, Nance is doing it apparently. Well, apparently Nance can do it, so whatever. But, uh, you know, ideally you like you kind of like that. He's the only so one who really should be doing he, that. I have a conceptually problem with, with like, what they're how they approach this. Because I, I think, like, having too many bodies was a problem this team already kind of had. Um it's not a bad problem. I I no, think not. I think if you're right, and, and I and I think not with the you know, I mean, like again, like I, I've said this a lot. Like if the Cavs got COVID right now, they couldn't fill the team. Like mm-hmm. like, and that's the reality of the world we're living in. Like um like teams can get hit with this at any time, and having extra players is always just going to kind of going to help you. Um, I guess my thing is like, are do you, I still wonder if you're a little thin at guard. And I think that's kind of where, like, I wonder, without XM is kind of, like, your backup point. Like, is Dot is Dotson kind of that guy now? And I think that's okay. I think he's played really well. I think he can shoot it. And I and I think that's, like, a needed juice to kind of what they're trying to do. Um, I, I just want to see how JB handles this. Like, I, I just think yeah. – I, I think that's probably one of the things that I'm most intrigued by because there's just, like, a lot of ways he could go. But, like, theoretically, if they're healthy, and even if Kevin Porter Jr. isn't playing yet, like, let's just say they get mm-hmm. Windler back and they get the two guards back and you have, like, your full collection of pieces minus KPJ. 
like I, I want to see how he decides to play then because I think I, I don't ever want to see I, I don't think I have any stomach for seeing Alan Drummond Nance I don't really care to see that no <laughs> no I don't think so I don't really know if like the Prince thing has much to do with that you know I think no, it's a matter it, of Prince Prince I'm just like okay like I think you probably I'd rather see Jetty play than him because I think I would rather just like like a little Jetty's little, better that's all you really have to say Jetty's a better like, player you don't know if he's better well I think Jetty's probably not going to be a shot hunter in the way that Prince might be yep that, and that, I think that's I, I think you kind of need that. I think like one, like I I I had this thought in my head of like okay, does would you want Larry Ant to take one more three a game or two more threes a game? And I kind of think no because you need a guy that's going to try to pass up an open shot for a better shot. And Jetty like in theory can mm. will do that. Um, yeah. Sometimes sometimes yeah. he gets a little crazy and is is out here like throwing up wild shot attempts and stuff. But like yeah, but, but he's bought into the Cavs system. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the correct way to look into this. So. Um, and, and he has more security, right? Like he's not really playing for a role. Like he he's competing for for minutes, but he, you know that he's part of the team. He's kind of been part of the plan. Um, I, I do think you're right about the Cavs being thin at guard at least until uh, Delhi and KPJ are back in the mix. Because um, I think once they're back, uh, you're splitting sex land so that one of them is always on the floor. KPJ can initiate some offense. Delhi can do that. Dotson ha- has filled in well as well so I, I think you're fine once this team is fully healthy but i mean it's the reality of the season right you don't know who you're always going to have um guys are in and out of the lineup um even though it was a rush start we're playing more games than you normally would at this point we just played five games in, in seven days like it's it's a nut season and uh you do need to have a lot of depth pieces and Thank goodness Kobe Altman did bring in depth pieces yeah. because, I mean, like the, the fact that they've actually been competing with like seven or eight guys and some of those guys being charge players is pretty, like, it, it, it's nuts. And, and full credit to the coaching staff as well for that. One thing I will say, though, Justin, is I remember when they picked up Dodson and we were like, oh, I'm not really sure what his role is, but we're, but what we're pretty sure it's going to be is that he's going to be insurance for the kids if they're not playing well. Um, right, and, and when Exum gets hurt, and, and when Exum gets hurt, and unfortunately Dante Exum got hurt. Evan, um, yeah. Evan, yeah. to turn this to the pick, twenty twenty two pick via the Bucks. Cavs give yeah. this up in this trade. What do you make of that? I mean, it has value because it's a late first round pick. Like Carter said in the first part, if you guys haven't listened to it yet, go back and listen to it. It's pro- likely to be thirtieth overall, probably in that range, twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, and so. It's more of a more expensive second rounder, an early first round pick, and it's something that could have value for Houston down the line if they're trying to really go through a full blown rebuild. And I think they are, but who knows? Maybe the Rockets try this a different way too. But um, cashing in a late, what is going to be a late first round pick for what is Jared Allen, who is 20 years old, because that's essentially what the Cavs cashed in that pick for is Jared Allen, and then the salary of Torian Prince just to make the money work in this trade. Um, no, that's that's a trade you take every single time because you don't really know. It's like an unknown commodity versus a known commodity. It's the it's the boat versus mystery box anecdote from Family Guy. I always lay upon you, Chris. Um, you get a known commodity in Allen who fits with this team long term. Obviously, he's probably going to be in the Cavs long term plans. The Cavs have cap going into next off season, so they'll likely match any offer. Allen gets in restricted free agency and. Also, just like like Justin said, you can figure things out as well. Like I liked his analogy or comparison of. Prince being like that John Henson or that Brandon Knight or if you look at this way the Cavs last two three trades they've kind of flipped nothing assets into something substantial a little bit like they flipped 
Brandon Knight and John Henson and a second round pick from Golden State and the Andre Drummond. They flipped two on non guaranteed deals in Jordan Bell and Alfonso McKinney and two JaVale McGee. They flipped mm-hmm. Dante Exum and the Milwaukee pick into Jared Allen and Torian Prince. Torian Prince will have some value next year for a team who's probably looking to clear cap space if there is some seismic shift and a team is able to make a move or whatever. Let's say Kawhi opts out and some team thinks they have a chance for him. Maybe they try to offload salary on the Cavs and the Cavs get something out of that then. I think this is a little bit of Kobe Altman's MO is he takes these pieces. If they work out, they work out and they can get meaningful minutes. And then if not, it works great. But yeah, no, you just acquire another pick like the Milwaukee pick and then Cavs can hand fans can hand ring over that for a few years. And then they flip it into another player. Hey guys, Evan here, Chris and I'll be right back with chase down co-hosts, Justin Rowan and Carter Rodriguez to talk more about Jared Allen Torian Prince in the Brooklyn Nets trade, but I want to give you a quick message from two of our sponsors, Headspace and Rock Auto. Even in the new year, it's hard to start a new routine, but if you're one of the 34% of Americans who made a resolution to be less stressed, Headspace is here to help. Headspace is your daily dose of mindfulness from the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. Headspace is the one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. Overwhelmed? Headspace has a three-minute SOS meditation for you. You deserve to feel happier in Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now, so please head to headspace.com slash LockedOnNBA today. Chain stores have different price years for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out today at rockauto.com. 2020 is mercifully over and it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Probably the same place you find Locked On Cavs. I, I'm Justin, totally, I'm totally with you. I, I, yeah, I just think that this is good asset management. And I, I know that we were we talked about we want to talk about the cap situation because it is you know that that is the one downside you can't just say I you know to play devil's advocate for anyone who might be a little more critical of this trade <laughs> Kevin Pelton um, you know <laughs> wow. if, if you if you are being critical you might say you're not just trading a 2022 first rounder that's going to be late in the draft for a young foundational piece of center you're trading for someone who you're going to have to pay big money to do you do you, do we think that or is, is he someone that the cavaliers should be looking to pay like is he someone who's going to be asking for the max like what what do we expect that to look like for this team because like you know they they're going to have to pay sexton soon they're going to have to pay alan soon like there may be a world in which they're starting to get a little bit locked in 
Dude, if they pay him four sixty to four eighty, I'm fine with it. Like, Agreed. I'd rather pay Jared Allen yeah. than Andre Drummond. Absolutely, like, every day I, of the week. I, I think it's a discussion about which one's a better player at the moment, at least when it comes to their actual impact. I think Drummond's more talented. I think Drummond's the most talented player on this team. Um, but, like, they're in a very, very similar tier of impact uh, among centers, and he's 22 years old. He, he fits. Like, you're not going to do better than Jared Allen on the free agency market, especially in Cleveland. Like, this, like I, I, I really do think, like, concerns of that is overblown because if Colin Sexton continues the season he's having now, he's going to get paid, and he's going to deserve it. If Jared Allen keeps progressing on the same path that he has been throughout his entire career, like you're fine paying him four sixty for who he is now. Forget if he actually gets better as he enters his prime because he's not there yet. Like to me, it, it's not a concern because you're still going to have cost control guys. You're still going to have a, a bunch of young players that are part of the rotation. And as Chris said before, like I'm in the same boat as him. I, I think next summer is when you start to go all in because before those extensions kick in, you have your one last kick of the can in free agency, assuming they don't take on a whole bunch of um, money uh, in the Drummond trade that goes beyond this season. Um, you, you have a, an opportunity to really fill out the roster knowing that you have your core locked in place, likely another lottery pick so, as well. So th this is where I, I, I think this gets really interesting to think about conceptually because I think the Cavs right now could be in a position where it's like the, the rookie quarterback NFL thing where it's like you get the quarterback, the young, really good quarterback on a cheap contract, and you're spending money around that player, and that player allows you to hit go. And it's a little different because like – the odds of you getting like a Luca or a LeBron or like pick your young player that can take you to to a high high level right away is a little different than getting like Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson or something in the draft. Right? It's not it's not an apples to apples comparison. But I think when you're looking at this, like Jaron Allen um, just did a quick Google search, like apparently wanted like ninety million dollars, like Clint Capella money, and I I think that's yeah. that's that's fine, reasonable. That's fine. I'd rather pay him than Clint Capella, wouldn't you? Yeah, guys? Yes. Absolutely. Um, younger, all that stuff. Yes. I'd rather pay him than, than Drummond, just age-wise. And, and I, th I think like Drummond at like Steven Adams' money would have been probably the most I would have been willing to go there, maybe a little more than Steven Adams' money. But I think when I think about this, I think you're getting to a point where, like, okay, you're having to start making some – even though, like – there's a lot to really like here. You are either going, you're really still going to be betting on upward trajectory. And I think like Sexton, I think as a scoring and, and everything is like outrageous and it's real. There's still stuff you want to see. Like, can't, what what is the next gear? Or is this is he sort of like because he's kind of like an old school scoring guard in a lot of ways because of how many threes he he doesn't take and likes to get inside and take that pull up J. Like, what do you what what is he going to ask for? Like, what is Allen going to ask for? And then you know Darius is a year away, and then like you're starting to get to this point where it's like you are going to be spending very quickly. And I that's that's a really interesting thing to kind of navigate because, like, you have some escape hatches. Like, Kevin's Kevin's money will come off and that'll free up stuff. You would assume at some point that the league revenue goes up and then you could get more money back into the cap. And, like, Jetty has that, like, last year's non-guaranteed for reasons I still don't understand for why he would agree to that. But, like, he you can hit the <laughs> escape hatch on him and, and not spend that if you want to. Like, the Prince contract isn't super long. Like, you have flexibility. Besides the Coven Love extension, Kobe Altman's been pretty frugal in some of these extensions. Like, with the Cavs Larry Nance players. extension is yeah, outrageous. It's, it's outrageous. It's for what for the value of what Nance is producing at. Like the Cavs are getting him a pretty good cost control. Like I know teams kick the tires on him in the off season, and players told Nance it's a compliment more than anything. But 
yeah, no, Kobe Altman's a pretty frugal GM too. So I feel like you don't expect him to go like super crazy for a traditional center. Like obviously Jared Allen is a very good player, but like what his skill set and archetype is, like you don't go crazy paying that. And like, let's say he wants an exorbitant amount of money. Yeah. You just let him walk then. And then maybe you figure out from there, maybe Evan Mobley or somebody like oh, that becomes more. Well you, well, you know, what's nice is again, don't forget he's a restricted free agent. Yep. Like, you keep, if things really go worst case, and I hope they don't because... I don't you know, think th- they will. Yeah, I don't think they will. I think you don't make a trade like this unless you're pretty sure you want to commit to a guy. It's not like yeah, Drummond you don't last year. You, you don't do this unless you're like kind of no. like, you want to keep him. This maybe isn't like Drummond last year where it's no, like, it's, eh, maybe we'll extend him, maybe we won't. We're giving maybe up nothing. It's, that was, it's that a was, cynic in me talking yeah. as well, just saying like, yeah, this could be like a doomsday scenario where a team just throws an offer at Jared Allen with the Cavs. Just like, okay, we're not going to match. Just let him walk. 2021 is like, without Giannis, it is like the big money summer, no? Like, and there's not like a lot of mm-hmm. good players out there. Th- that is like a thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But like, that's why if it is the Capella contract, like, let's say it is five ninety, I'm fine with that. That's eighteen million dollars oh a my year. Gosh, that's steal. What? Yeah, that that's what you were paying Tristan, and I, I think Allen is a better version of what Tristan brings to the table. Like, I'm I'm one hundred percent on board with that. I like I have no problems paying him. And I think the thing we should also acknowledge is, okay, let's say you are kind of locked into the roster you have. The Cavs have been locked into the roster they've had for the last three years, and they've still managed to make really good moves on the margins. They've managed to upgrade players. They've managed to uh, flip expiring contracts around and, and be creative. So I don't really have that same concern yeah. because they've shown their track record is that they do find the, that value on the margins. They find uh, ways to improve the roster. So. Um, especially when we're talking about, okay, well, where are these guys going to get minutes? We have a lot of young talent here. We have a lot of guys that deserve minutes. I'm not really concerned about being locked in to, to that because even though we're proje- uh, projecting what these guys can be in the future, they seem like sound bets. Yeah. Like the process is sound to me. It might not work out. Like some of these moves might not end up working out for the Cavs. But what I do think is by adding Jared Allen to the mix with the young core, your margin for error from a team building standpoint has increased. Three, two, one. Hey guys, Evan here again. We will be right back with more from our conversation with Justin and Carter. I want to tell you about another one of our sponsors, betonline.ag. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code LOTON for your 50% welcome bonus. You can bet on games like the Cavs and all their upcoming opponents or even the Browns versus the Chiefs this Sunday. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOTON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts and the exclusive betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. Three, two, one. If you want to get... If you want to get basketball smart, it starts with listening to Hollinger. If you want to get basketball smart, it starts with listening to the Hollinger and Duncan podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger joins Dunked On Podcast host Nate Duncan to bring you scouting reports, game breakdowns, and salary cap analysis. Subscribe to Hollinger and Duncan today wherever you get your podcast. Probably where you also find Locked On Cavs. Well, when it comes to team building, maybe this should be like as our last topic here. Yeah. Uh, Allen does kind of enter a bit of cluttered, a bit of a cluttered situation with Drummond being the obvious starting center for the time being. I don't think you can really keep Andre Drummond totally happy. I mean, I'm sure he's not too pleased with the fact that the Cavs traded for a center that they're committing their likely committing their future to. But like Javale McGee has played pretty well for the Cavs as well off the bench, and I would imagine Javale would cede his minutes to um, 
Jared Allen a little bit there, but it could be a little clunky. It could be a little weird. Maybe this is where we kind of spit some hypotheticals. Justin, you talked about a hypothetical Toronto trade for Drummond. Like, I don't know if the Raptors do that, but it does make sense on paper if you break down who Cleveland is getting and then obviously who Toronto's getting. It's just, I don't know if that's a Raptors-like move for them. Yeah, I mean, the I'm still surprised the Aaron Baines move didn't work out well for him. So the complicated part of this is Aaron Baines can't be moved until February 22nd, and the Cavs probably want to free up their logjam. I think at this point, um, you might accelerate a JaVale McGee trade. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you, you might just take less than you normally would have looked for at the deadline because on aggregate you've already kind of come out ahead uh by adding jared allen at this point and you got a second round yep. pick for taking on javel mcgee like that for that, that was the main part of the contracts that weren't even yeah. guaranteed like right Lakers right so Jordan you, Bell and kept alfonso mckinney you already got really good minutes out of mcgee he, he filled in when they needed him and now they have jared allen mixed maybe you you just kind of accelerate that just to to make things easier for jb bickerstaff um because javel mcgee like he's good he deserves yeah. minutes he's a good backup center like um I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them go that direction first just because a drummond trade is likely something that isn't going to happen until the deadline which i i believe is near the end of march this year so um that's probably the easiest way to clear up the logjam but um yeah like i i do think toronto makes sense as a destination because they i i don't know if they really want to sell off just yet um it'll be interesting to see which direction messiah jerry goes i think the knicks might be a possible destination for Drummond because Tom Thibodeau does want star power. He does want veterans in there. The Knicks can also absorb Drummond's contract basically without giving anybody up. So that makes a whole lot of sense if the Knicks don't want to match salary there um, or can't match salary. So I, I do think that there are going to be suitors there. Brian Windhorse has mentioned that there are suitors already for Drummond. Um, this was before the trade. Like yeah. I, I'm talking a couple weeks ago, he mentioned that there's interest around the league. And let's be honest, he's been playing really well, so it makes sense that there would be. So um, maybe we, we just move on from him earlier than we expect because the Cavs have shown like a lot of the guys we expected to be moved at the deadline, Jordan Clarkson, Kyle Korver, uh, d- different guys, J.R. Smith. They they got moved yeah, Kobe, earlier Kobe, than Kobe the doesn't wait. Kobe yeah. just yeah. just like I'm, no. I'm gonna do my, I'm gonna do my deal, and if it comes, it comes. Um, I'm gonna ask you guys this too as we wrap up here. Two questions, okay? Number one, give me a lineup with the new pieces involving at least one of the new pieces. It'll probably be Jared Allen that you're really excited to see. And number two. Give me, give me something, uh, a number, a a play set, just something you you want to see how it plays out. Now that this trade is done, like what is something now that once the Cavs get healthy, you are looking forward to seeing kind of how this team adapts and, and kind of moves. Like what are you looking at? We'll start with Carter. I want to see a spread pick and roll with Kevin Love with a starting lineup of Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, Isaac Okoro, Kevin Love, and Jared Allen. Uh, with Darius Garland and Jared Allen, just a one-five pick and roll, and I want to see just how destabilized this this group can uh, get defenses because we've seen this team just not be able to break a defense for a solid three weeks now as mm-hmm. they've been hurt with no with not enough weapons. Like that seems like a base bread and butter play that they're going to be able to get a good look on eighty percent of the time, and I'm just really excited to see it. I'm I'm excited as well. Um, for those that are probably wondering why Clark Carter's a little quieter, 
Millie is sleeping right now, so we're we're going to respect that. That's why he went to pillow talk with his analysis there. Um, I'm the lineup I'm excited for is Sexland, Okoro, Nance, and Allen. Um, that is two awesome lob threats to to go with Darius Garland. And while you're trying to take them into account, you also have to deal with Colin Sexton, who has really improved off ball. And I just want to see how dynamic they are defensively as well, because Garland and Sexton have been good getting into passing lanes, being disruptive um, and kind of making up for what they give up in size. And then you have Okoro, who is just awesome already on defense with Nance, who's been awesome on defense with Allen, who is a great uh, last line of defense. So I'm actually excited to see what they do on defense. But I I just think that that's a, a lineup that works really well on both ends of the court and can get out in transition. Like, I really want to see those guys get out and run because I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Just to mess with you, Chris, I'm going to go... I was going to say, we see a little bit of um, JaVale McGee and uh, Jared Allen action together just to hurt you a little bit more, but I kind of like what Carter said, and just that starting lineup itself makes a lot of sense. Um, so that was kind of the lineup I was going to go with, but I also like Justin said as well, with like the defensive potential of Okoro, Nance, and Garland as well. Garland has a lot of active hands. Like He's a very good for his position in terms of active hands and um alan as well like i think that'll be fun and hell just throw tori and prince in there at the two and just like kind of just get weird with it and have a little fun i don't know and maybe there's a little bit of defensive potential you squeeze a little bit out of there it's that alfonso mckinney roll a little bit but in terms of plays i really like what you talked about the double drag sets where you have alan as a pick and roll and then you have kevin popping out and that and the team doesn't close out on him he's a three-point look for him and a really good outcome for the Cavs offensively like those two together in tandem are really going to help unlock Cleveland offensively because, like Carter said, we haven't been able to break a defense or in about three weeks' time now. And when the Cavs are fully healthy, and God willing, they're fully healthy soon if Kevin Love comes back, like it's going to be a fun offensive pair between those two. And I, on defense as well, like Allen kind of covers up a lot of Love's blemishes too. So it's just going to be an interesting time. Yeah, I'm I'm with that. I think the thing for me, I want I'm gonna keep reminding myself, and I would caution people to think that I I would my my theory on this is just like I think you're looking at this not just a this year improvement thing, but this is a long term multi year kind of mm. trade in terms of the fruits kind of bearing out, and I think that's a good thing. I I think you're not in a rush. Um, you know, you're not gonna be crushing into the crashing into the top of the East right now. But, like, you in time could, like, develop this core and kind of get to a place where maybe that's more realistic or at least you can build something akin to, like, like, I know people hate this, but, like, the Pacers are, like, like a realistically kind of, like, an interesting outcome because you're really competitive every damn year and then you can shake up the roster when you need to and, and move to the front. Like, that, that's that's not a bad reality to live in when you're a, when you're a franchise in a, in a weird market and stuff like that. So my, my lineup, just because I want to throw some spice in at the end of the show, is one that I don't know when we're going to see it. I have no I have no conception of it. No, no idea. Can't tell you anything. Darius Garland, Kevin Porter Jr., Isaac Okora, Larry Nance Jr., and, and Jared Allen. That'll be, be a lot of fun. Because KPJ as a secondary creator and a slasher off of all of that is just like his ideal role to me on offense. And uh, I just want to see him play basketball, and I hope he's doing well and everything. But I just that that kid is so talented, and uh, he'll he's gonna add like another layer to this once he's able to come in. It's like it's like when you add the proper seasoning to a dish, and it's just like you add all those different flavors. It's just kind of what you need. And for me, it's the double drag again. Like I, I just think you can run that in so many different ways now. Like I'm honestly just excited to watch Colin Sexton run a pick and roll with Jared Allen. Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see yeah. that ten times a game because I just want to see how Colin manipulates it. I want to see how he attacks it. Um, I want to see if I want to see if this maybe encourages him to take more 
to take more like pull up threes. Can I ask you guys this? As do you am I? I don't want him to be like a, a heavy hunting three-point shooter. I don't think that's his game. I don't want to force that on him. But am I crazy to think that he probably should take more than like one and a half of those a game? Like he should probably like maybe double that at least or like take at least two? Because like I just think I just think like the inevitable thing with him is going to be they're going to start like making that his initial favorite thing to get into the lane and then decide from there like a lot harder to do. And maybe Allen like makes it easier for you to like get something out of that anyway. Then in a way Drummond doesn't. But I I think I think the pull up three is like the thing that is gonna if he starts taking those and I think he can make them at a good clip. The the numbers at the sample now are good. Like I I think he like the the, the ceiling becomes like just way higher to me in a lot of ways. I don't know. I I think that's partially too why he doesn't like look good in, in any advanced metric like catch all like why he still like shows up really poorly in a lot of those mm-hmm. metrics because he just doesn't take a lot of threes well I'm, i mean that's not true this year well um, but he's, but, he's no but i mean there. he's but it's he like where he is in like rafter is like much lower than i would have thought based on like his scoring average but i think it's because of the threes i think that's probably why we don't yeah, talk well, about tpa has him by luca so you never know <laughs> um I, I i wouldn't mind seeing like another three like another pull-up attempt a game but i do think part of why his percentage is so high is due to shot selection yeah when he's, it comes smart. To threes. he's smart like i don't I, I don't think he's a, a pure three-point shooter like other guys at his percentage would be. So maybe if he gets up to like that that five three-point attempts a game, uh, th- that would be a, a sweet spot for him. Um, but I, I do think, and Seth Partnow has said this, and he doesn't mean this as an insult. He says he reminds him of pre-motorcycle crash Monte Ellis, but with the three ball. Tom, right? Tom, Tom Zillow like, made I, that I do... same comparison in, in his newsletter, and so like that's a good thing. I I'm, I mean this as a positive, yeah. Yeah, he, 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 Monte was a really good player, and especially if you're giving the qualifier of has a three ball, is playing defense now, like um, that, that's a hell of a player. So I, I don't want to see him become a, a volume uh, three-point shooter, like beyond five. Like I don't want to see it up to like seven, eight, nine, because I do think the effectiveness would drop off a little bit, um, and there's just going to be better options on the team to, to take those shots. But um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing him... Um, at least adding another pull up and um, maybe pulling a few times when go guys go under in the pick and roll because I, I think that's going to help open up his ability to get to the rim. Carter, any any final thoughts, buddy? How do you think Jason Preston fits on this team? Oh, I, I think he's going to be a great uh, late second round pick. No, uh, you know I, I like the I like your point about Sexton. I think he could definitely use a little more volume, but I, I am with Justin that that's not really who he is. And I don't really need it to be who he is. Um, I consider every pull up three from Colin Sexton to be added value, um, and I don't. I just don't want him to ever get to the point where he's not knifing into the lane yeah. because he's taking four or five of those a game. So, yes, a little more, but I don't need a. I don't need a paradigm shift either. That's fair, Evan. Any final no. thoughts? Any Torian Prince takes? Any any takes on keeping Dean Wade over Thon Maker? I which I think was smart. Any 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 final thoughts here? Oh, I thought you were gonna troll me and say that they should have kept Thon Maker over Dean Wade. Absolutely, no, absolutely is... not. Give me my dollar store Kevin Love over Thon Maker any day of the week. No, this is a great trade for the Cavs. Kobe Altman's really good at his job, and I think we need to stop doubting his vision and just kind of watch it unfold. It's been a lot of fun so far, and I'm excited to see Jared Allen and Torian Prince join the Cavs as soon as possible. Yeah, the Cavs need reinforcements. We'll see how long this holds. Um, I'm hoping we get to see some games before, like, I, inevitably the Cavs will probably get a game canceled or something like that. But. Uh... It's going to be mm-hmm. Pro- probably the game against the Wizards <laughs> yep. coming up. Oh, and, the Celt- and, be and that Celtics game out there, I've had like circled on my calendar for the last couple of days. I'm like, huh, huh. 
And I, I had that Utah game circled forever because that was the uh, Sexton versus Diet Coke <laughs> Sexton game. And uh, it just it didn't come to fruition. Mm. Uh, like, I, I did like JaVale McGee uh, embarrassing Rudy Gobert early on did in I that game. I see this video but, of JaVale uh, McGee, like, um, like, like, like making turkey noises at a turkey in the wild by the Cavs practice facility today. What a treasure. What a treasure. I did not. I I, I love the JaVale experience, even if it's about to come to an end. Uh, He was a lot of fun. Um, I remember photoshopping him into a Cavs jersey back in like 2013. (laughs) So I'm happy it finally happened. I I can die a happy man. I I saw JaVale at like two in the morning, already drinking champagne after the war. He won a title with the Warriors. And it was just like one of the weirdest like things I've ever been at because I just couldn't conceptualize JaVale McGee NBA champion. And, and, Free time yeah, now, NBA now champion, I watch him baby. like like instead of like yelling at Jetty Osmond for not throwing him a lob, he's like, "Oh yeah, man, it's cool." Like like you just kind of throw it up, to me. and I'm just like, "How, how did Javale? How Good did Javale get here? Like what a what a turnaround? What a what a career?" Um, <laughs> but that's gonna do it. We, yeah, we just talked no, a check we just, out. We just talked a lot. We, talk, we talked a lot about the Cavs. They're making smart moves. Uh, Jeff Namina texted us, Chris, and said, "Is this what it's like to root for a competent team?" Yes, it is, folks. But for those of you checking us out over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast, and you're a dedicated Locked On Cavs listener, you can join our Discord server anytime. Please check out the Chase Down Pod if you haven't yet. I'm actually surprised if you haven't yet, but they're great guys. They put out quality content every once or twice a week. Right now, twice a twice week. a week. We're in season. Yeah, so in season, twice a week, once a week during the off season. So maybe if you get sick of hearing Chris and I be monotone doldrums about this team, you listen to a little pepper and spice and some good fun but yeah no check them out give them a follow rate them five stars on apple podcast if you can you have to email them to join their discord server but no thanks or again guys just for joining invite us. you in and get, get you in trouble you can do that too. yeah oh yeah well, thanks thanks Let's for getting to that thanks for outing me on public but um no <laughs> thanks again everyone for listening thanks to carter and justin for joining us and chris and i will be back soon with more Cavs content